Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Perkinston. That would be a little weird. I got to go to. Although it's, it's, I think it's time to advance to the coast. It's, it's, it's getting I mean, close to that time. I mean, at some point, Strange Brew has got to make its way to South Mississippi to the I coast. I agree. They're gonna make that it would happen. not be a bad spot. Bruloxy is happening at some point. I feel pretty confident it's going to. Yes, it's, it's got to. So. I'll be in Perkinston uh, in August, late August. Oh, there you there. go. So looking forward to that. Have and, fun. Uh, over at MJ, uh, MGCCC. CCC. Is it, is it, the, the, is it still MGCC? C. C. Is it still Pretty that? Fair. Because I know Jones Community College changed to Jones College. Yeah. They, they are still, to is, my knowledge, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Okay. I didn't know if they had changed to Gulf Coast or. What it was. Yeah, and I'm as far as I know. I'm, but you know what's the great thing? If it has changed, somebody's going to tell us. Yeah, there you go. Simple as that. All right, wherever you are in our great state, from Biloxi to South Haven, if you need coffee, go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it. And, of course, if you're here in Starkville and you want to pick up some great coffee, go to Strange Brew Coffee House, and you're supporting the Bulldog Initiative when you do that. They are a Bulldog Initiative business. If that's important to you, it's important to them. Head over to Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. They have the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. Whether it's something you know to wear, something for your car, something for your house, your tailgate, whatever it is, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet, Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, Startville's flagship restaurant. I had to drive through uh, downtown Startville today, and there was a little bit of a line out there at Restaurant Tyler trying to get into brunch, which I'm not surprised by because it's the best brunch in town. It's also the best lunch in town. It's the best dinner in town. So whatever meal you're trying to eat, if you want the best that Startville has to offer, make a trip over to downtown Startville and get a table at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi ready to serve you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you and swing by there to open an account and start a relationship that's going to pay dividends for you throughout the future. There's going to come a time in everybody's life where they have to make a decision about getting a loan for their house, for their car, 
for a small business, whatever it is, you want to be able to talk to people in your community when you want to when you're making a loan. You don't want to have to deal with a corporate bank and people you've never met before. That's the difference that Priority One gives you. If you're a Priority One bank customer, you know how great their app is. You do a lot more on that than just move your money around. It's easy to use. It's streamlined, and it's part of one of the perks of being a Priority One bank customer. Open an account today with Priority One Bank. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. So you and I thought we were we were uh, we were we were thinking that we were going to open this show with the recruit with the recruiting song, but it did not go that way. As Houston offensive lineman William Eccles ends up committing to Ole Miss, felt like it was a very back and forth recruitment. Uh, there were days where state led, there were days where Ole Miss led. I think you and I are both under the impression that this recruitment will go all the way through to signing day. There's a great chance for Mississippi State to flip him. Houston is traditionally a Mississippi State town. Obviously, Chris Jones is going to wield a lot of influence there, and and people are going to know him. But my question is going to be this. When you look at the the in-state recruiting this season, and you look at who State has committed, who Ole Miss has, has committed, and you see that you know you've got a bunch of in-state kids that are committed to out-of-state. That I think, Robbie, I think everybody believes that Jamonte Waller, Noreal White, Kanan Daniels, Julius Pope, uh, Tristan Jernigan. I think everybody believes. Maybe even Isaiah Autry. Everybody thinks those guys are ripe for the flipping. They they all, nobody is willing to say oh, that's where they're going. Nobody thinks Kanan Daniels is going to end up at Florida. Nobody thinks Jamonte Waller is going to end up at Florida. They might. But right now, nobody thinks that. This could be one of the most intense years in recruiting we've ever seen in the state of Mississippi. There's so much talent, and State and Ole Miss are really fighting it out for these top guys. What you think back to the past, you know, maybe five, six, seven years, is this the most intense in state recruiting year that you can remember? No, no, I think. Well, I, I just think there's been way worse as far as what's going on behind the scene. I mean, as far as the number of players that are involved with both teams, it, it you know it's about as strong as it can get. But I mean, think back to 2013. Think back to that to the stuff that was going on there. Like I don't, I don't really think it's going to be. I don't think we're going to have as much of that anymore. Well, what I would say like is, the, like the boosters behind the scene. I mean, you have the you have your NIL now. It's a little more organized. I just don't think that there's going to be a whole lot of shenanigans like there were in 2013 and in years past. Well, I don't think you know shenanigans. I definitely agree with that. What I what I mean is this: like 2013 really centered around Chris Jones, right? Outside of that, State and Ole Miss, who were they battling for on the same on the same squad? There wasn't a whole lot of guys. Um, this, well, you know, State was State was after Tony Connors. State, I mean, oh, he was a heavy on. lean. To, you don't remember that. You don't remember that time period very well. I remember. I, we I all remember. knew Tony. We all felt like Tony Connor was going to end up at Ole Miss, but that recruitment was still very heavily contested between Mississippi State and Ole Miss. I mean, that, like, I'm not even going to pretend that I don't remember that. Right. I, I was on the message boards just as much as you were. But it, you know, it it wasn't just Chris Jones. There was the, you know, Tony Connor was was going to miss we we all knew that but you're battling those those players trying to get Chris right. Jones to you know what I'm saying well here's why I'm, I'm I'm just gonna have to disagree with you then that's fine because you have Chris Jones obviously right 
I, the Tony Connor recruitment, I mean, at that time, a, a South Panola four-star kid was going to South Panola. I was going to Ole Miss. And yeah, but the, it was, was still never any a question in my mind about it. No, but it was still, you know, still very, you know, there was a lot of back and forth on it. I mean, I mean, he committed to Ole Miss. I don't know when, but I, I mean, I never thought he wasn't ne- going to stay go to Ole Miss. At no point did I ever think that. Oh, I thought I lost you there for a second. The Kalo Moore. No. Now you had you did have a flip with him. Shumper. Ashton Shumper was back and forth with State. Eh, I felt like he was relatively comfortable. State didn't really recruit Ryan Buchanan. Uh, Jake During Thomas. the Mississippi Alabama All Star game, there was some talk that he was gonna that Ole Miss was still in the game with Ashton Shumper. That was very much an in state battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was an in state battle, but I don't. I'm not saying it. I don't think it's the same way that it's going to end up being for Cameron Beavers or are going to end up being for William Eccles or going to end up being. Well, I, th- I think it's just like that. I think okay. it's. I think some of that stuff just like that. And Deion you, Mix was a Deion Mix that wasn't in state, but that was a Mississippi State guy. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, that's what I'm, a lot of drama in this class. When you get down to the rest of this list, I mean, Buchanan, no, no drama with him. He was always going to Ole Miss. Jake Thomas committed to state pretty early. Not a lot of drama with him. You mentioned Deion Mix, who would have ended up at Mississippi State if John Hevesy just wasn't an idiot. I mean, that is, I think we all agree on that. Brandon Wells, eh. Gabe Miles, nothing there. Scott Austin went to ULL. Montreal Jordan, the 11th ranked prospect, went to Alcorn. Durante Bolden went to Ole Miss. Kent Flowers went to State. Not a lot there. Davion Johnson, Ole Miss. Dylan Bradley. There was a lot of talk about State maybe getting involved with Dylan Bradley, try to bring Jeffrey Simmons in. Ended up not needing him. I mean, you, you go down the further down the list, there's not a lot of highly contested, highly, uh, you know, high-intensity high recruiting battles happening here. Whereas All with- that to say... None of these, none of these recruitments are going to be are going to hold a candle to what happened with Chris Jones. None no. of these, are, I don't think we're going to have anything that's going to be like MJ Daniels. None of these guys are like this. Is not this is? I mean, these these statements like, is this going to be the, you know, the craziest recruiting period ever? No, I don't think that. I think we've seen way worse in the state. Now, the the mass of players, it might be one of the best, but. I just I can't put a label on this being the the craziest of all time when we've seen some crazy recruitments over the years the Leo Lewis's the MJ Daniels the CJ Johnsons I don't know if we'll see all that in this one there's it's just more way more organized now there's not nearly as much stuff going on behind the scenes where you have boosters and current like the players towns that are handling their recruitments that's still happening, don't get me wrong, but that was the norm. Like that was happening. Those people were in charge. Now it's way more organized. And I think it's going to be known a lot earlier now than it than it was back in the day. I still feel like we're talking about the same two things, to be honest with you. Like Yeah, I don't know what you're saying, I guess. So like what I'm saying is in this year in the state of Mississippi, you have uh fifty you have fourteen four star players. And then you have some guys that are rated highly enough as three stars, going all the way down to like San Francisco McGee at 22, that a good senior year and maybe a good showing and some other stuff would bump them up to a four-star. You go back to 2013, and you had two five-star kids, and you had three more four-star kids, and then everybody else is a three-star. Like the 10th-rated the player in the class that year was Scott Austin, 
who's a composite 0.8525 that year in 2013. 0.8525 this year would put him at the number 32 player in the state. So what I'm trying to say is there's so much talent in the state top to bottom this year, and it feels like State and Ole Miss are going head-to-head more on these kids than they have in years past. Like I said, you go back to 2013, I mean, I'm just, I just, I don't consider that Connor battle as, I just don't, as much as you did. Kayla Moore, yeah. Shumpert, I mean, I felt pretty Well, there there were people that were that were trying to, I mean, maybe it wasn't. I mean, and I, I always thought that Connor was going to Ole Miss, but there were people yeah. that were trying to lead you to believe State was in the game with him. Well, I mean, I never believed them, I guess is what I would tell you then. But then, yeah, like I said, when you it's it's tough to say you had an intense recruiting battle for a you know a three star player like let's let's just say Kent Flowers here, who had offers from well, it doesn't even tell me his interest anymore because it's been so long. Well, we I mean, we're we're gonna have a conversation about a kid that was a three star that is apparently in an intense recruiting battle. Okay, with Maybe, Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Well, all right, that's fine, but let's let's just again let's just sort of use this try to use the same numbers here. William Eccles is currently. Uh, listed as where is he? Where did he drop? Where is he? I thought he was like a top fifteen player. Why is he not showing? Eccles up? is twentieth in the state and twenty sixth by two four seven. So that's my point. He's not. Okay. This isn't a point eight six point eight six eight five is what his composite score is. Right in twenty thirteen. That would have been good for. He would have been the eighth best player in the state. Well, see, again, you're you're making two different. This this is a crap show of a show so far. You're making two different arguments here. I'm not comparing this recruiting class, the players in it, to 2013. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about what went on behind the scenes with that class with a Chris Jones in comparison to what's going to go on behind the what scenes. What I am trying, Cameron Beavers. What so I'm like with. Go ahead. What, I'm, what I'm trying to ask you is this. We're talking about a player who's rated 26th in the state that both State and Ole Miss would very much like to have in their class. Again, if we go back to 2013, the 26th rated state was some kid named Jonathan Wilson, who was barely a three-star who signed out of out of Salem High School, who signed with Southern Miss. So okay, my- forget the 2013 class. Can we just can we just throw the 2013 class out? Okay. Okay, now now proceed. Okay. My point is there are we have in this state at least twenty six we've probably thirty guys in the state this year that it feels like state and Ole Miss would both like to have in their class. That's my point. Is that yes, it's, it's a like, very deep class. That's what I'm trying to say. Is this the the most when I talk about intensity, I'm talking about there are so many guys in this class and state and Ole Miss feel like they have opportunities to get a lot of them. That's what I'm trying to and it also feels like you know, from the out-of-state perspective, I think Kamari and Franklin will go out-of-state. That's what I feel. But Waller, White, Daniels, Pope, Jernigan, I feel like all those guys may end up flipping and staying in-state. And you're going to see two – I think State and Ole Miss both have a chance to have great in-state classes. I think Waller, Franklin, um, probably Daniel Hill, mm-hmm. and maybe Julius Pope. Four of the top ten, I think they're probably going to go out of state. Okay, I don't, I don't think Waller or Franklin particularly care about 
the in-state teams. And it does feel and like so, they do care it's Ole Miss. Yeah. And, I, you know, an Ole Miss might, you know, try to spend all their money to get these two guys because they're five stars. I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also but, good players. Don't 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 act like it's just a perception. I feel like every time I say something like that, like you're trying to make that. I, I'm just very irritated today with you, first and foremost. I can tell. But I feel like every time I say something about that, you try to bring up. Well, they're good. Play- I haven't said they're not good players. Well, when you say, where are you? I, you uh, say- is this is this from what you've seen on the message board by certain people that are talk- like trying to diminish how good they are? Because I've never said that. Well, when you say something like they want to get them just because they're five stars, well, they're five stars for a reason. They're good football. No, they're they're not five star players, but they are good football players. I don't think that Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is looking at the fact that they're two five stars. I think that is the. I think that will be the ultimate goal for them is to sign two five star players. I mean, you've been following Ole Miss recruiting forever. I don't. A lot of times, I don't think they care if they're good or not sometimes if it says four or five star on their name those people are going to light up and if they're good that's just part of the deal yay they're good too but that that's that's kind of it's kind of a different vibe over there than it is here but no i don't think either one of those guys are five star players do i think it would be great if mississippi state got them yeah but i've never i've never said that they aren't any good I think they're I think they're good players. I just I mean, do you think Jamonte Waller is a is a ninety eight? I've no I've never seen the kid play. Okay, well I have. I've seen both of those guys play, and not once have I felt like Waller or Franklin are Jeffrey Simmons type players, or top thirty players nationally. That's just my opinion. I've seen them both play. I don't I don't think that they're five star players. If we're saying if we're if we're saying in particular Jamonte Waller, which somebody came on our board the other day and uh it was a national guy, described why they have Jamonte Waller where he is, and even mentioned in there that he is a guy that's specific for a three four. Mm-hmm. So to me, if he is boxed in as a football player to one defense and that's the only way he can be good. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I can't get on board with that. Okay. If, if, we're, if we're saying he's a tweener in any other defense, I, I just can't get on board with that. I don't think either one of those guys are. And I don't think Jeffrey Rush should be the number three player in the state. But that's mm-hmm. neither here nor there. Is that what he but, is? Twenty four seven. No, no, no. Composite. Composite. No, it, no. You're right. It's it's two four seven. Yeah, he's. I get so he's, confused yeah. on. I get so confused on. Yeah. This. Um, yeah, I see it now. But yeah, I mean, I, I in my opinion, I think uh, Cameron Beavers and uh, Terrence Hibbler are the best two defensive linemen in the state. Mm-hmm. That's that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. They have the measurables. They have the film. I think both of those guys are the best. Um, and they, and like, there's kind of a big, well, probably not a big gap. It's, it's a he's a four star Cameron Franklin's a four star composite and a five star mm-hmm. on two four seven. Same as so I guess it's a, yeah. Um, but anyway, yes, you're you're correct. It's a very deep class. When you what? look down, when you look down there, and you've got, you know, most of the top thirty are power five guys. That's pretty. 
strong. Yeah, I mean, especially for this state. Why does it feel like there's? I mean, there's a lot of out of state guy or out of state commitments as we speak right now. I mean, let's, if you like, say, so let's just go back through it. Waller's committed to Florida. Uh, Daniel Hill is a guy we think will end up committing out of state, probably to South Carolina. Nareel White currently to Arkansas. Kanan Daniels currently to Florida. Julius Pope currently Texas A or to Arkansas. Anthony Maddox is currently committed to Texas A and M. Zyron Brown, I, I didn't even notice this until uh, like late last week that he had committed to uh, to Stanford. Two kids committed to Stanford. Chris Davis is committed there. Christian Jernigan to A and M. Isaiah Autry to, to Oklahoma. There's Trey Petty to, to Illinois. His recruitment. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, a little later. It seems like there's a lot of out state out of state commitments, but at the same time, it feels like Robbie, there's there's gonna there's been everybody is is ripe for flipping. It feels like nobody feels like these out of state commitments are going to stick. Yeah, uh, so, some of these guys like I I still think states in the game with Kenan Daniels. Mm-hmm. I, if state, if state, maybe even Ole Miss too, if they really push for Julius Pope, mm-hmm. I think they got a shot at, at getting him. I don't think Narell White's going anywhere out of state. Mm-hmm. He's committed to Arkansas. I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, who else? I mean, if state really wanted Tristan Jernigan, I think they can get him. Same with Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about Autry. I mean, state really hadn't been in the game with him. He's yeah. I, I don't know. I don't but know. I think Ole Miss could get in the game with him, don't you think? Uh, possibly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's there's just so many guys that you know come signing day after signing day is complete. If you looked at this list of top twenty five guys in the state, and you said, you know, twenty twenty one of those were were staying in state, mm-hmm. I wouldn't blink. Well, we've talked a lot about Beavers and and William Eccles a little bit today about potentially flipping from from Ole Miss to State. Those are guys that you could see maybe making that move at some point. Is there anybody in the class right now for Mississippi State you say I could see them ending up at Ole Miss? Oh, good question. Um, not really. Okay. I mean, I I, I kind of feel good about everybody right now. I mean, I think JJ Harrell's probably the the easy answer there, but I think that State having uh, Stonka Burnside, which I don't expect him to go anywhere, having him on board, having Chad Bumpfus at State, it, it's going to be tough for them to flip him unless he just decides he you know he wants to have that spotlight on signing day or something. I mean, I I just feel really good about where they stand with him being in the class. So I think everybody right now, you look at that in-state list, it's a strong list, and I don't foresee a lot of those guys switching it up. Yeah. It feels like the strongest out-of-state commitments are the two Stanford kids because who's going to – you know, it's tough to turn down a Stanford offer when you get right down to it. So that's very interesting. But if the in-state recruiting is intense as the first five minutes of this segment were – it's going to be a lot of fireworks come signing day. Should be, should I'm be sure so. So people will be mad that we were mad at each other. But this is like – I wouldn't say we were mad, but okay. Well, I was I was kind of mad at you. What did I do? But I don't know. I think oh, you're just mad at someone else. Happens. I think you're mad at someone else and you're taking it out on me. The only person allowed to do that is my wife. But why, well, why would I do that? Because you're probably mad at somebody you can't take it out on. Like Who? My like grandmother or something? Your grandmother, yeah. 
I'm not. I would. Your mother? I, would never I don't be know. Upset. No, I'm not. I'm not upset at your mother. Those cinnamon rolls. But are, if you're if you're one of those, yeah, my mother gave Brian cinnamon rolls, and okay. Brian should te- should first of all, Brian should should uh, you know love and respect my mother for that. But secondly, you should treat me with respect for the rest of time because that is my mother. And because I, my mother was, I, was I, I did treat you with respect. I didn't, I didn't say anything disrespectful. You, you. disrespect you with me, with your eyes. <laughs> Jealous eyes, brother. But if anybody out there is upset about me and Brian having a little bit of a, a little back and forth, mm-hmm. this is our life. Yeah. <laughs> This is what we do. We sit down and have conversations. Sometimes. Sorry, I missed the phone call, Robbie. I was doing the squat, three sets of 500. You know how <laughs> it is when I'm in the gym. <laughs> so if I want to have a little argument with my friend here, I don't need you people. Oh, I had to, I had to turn that off because they were, they were just yelling at each other. Not, I don't, I don't need y'all. T- I don't need y'all doing that. This is, this is part of our life. Sometimes we get a little a bit of a today, back and though. forth. You are in a mood today. I'm, I'm a little hungry. I've been cleaning windows. That, now it comes out. He's I've been cleaning. Everyone. Tuesday, we're Get having Snickers. My, so my whole family is back. We're going to have 50 people at my house. And I'm not exaggerating. Mm. 50 people. I'm going to show up, make it 51. Come on. You're welcome. Mm. Um, and so I have this new house. It's a wreck. And on Tuesday, my parents want to do a formal blessing of the house, which I've never heard of. But my parents, very religious people, our family are very faith-based. have a priest. Yeah. Get it, get so it. that's what my dad's doing. He's doing, a, I mean, my dad's like, I'm going to wear a shirt and tie and everything. I'm like, okay. So they're coming to our house and we have to clean this entire house. It's a mess. I had to knock down, uh, you know, a thousand dirt daubers nests. I had to wash all the windows. So I apologize if I come across a little ornery, but I'm hungry right now. I want a hamburger. See, that's why you had said, I texted Robbie earlier today and I was like, what time you want to go? And normally on Sundays when we do in the evening, we go, we go like seven and you said six. And I was like, okay. And so in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to eat dinner early. Yeah. But so I am not. So I did. I ate dinner at like four 30. And then you texted me, can we go 5.30? I had already eaten. I was like, yeah, we're good to go. Well, that was perfect then. See, I was I was smarter than you. You usually are. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. I would not go that far. I'm not a very smart man, but I do know what love is. <laughs> Magic legs. <laughs> All right. What a, what a show this is so far. Woo-hoo. No. I, 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 maybe I, I, maybe I wasn't correct. Maybe it wasn't a crap show. Maybe it was actually good yeah, uh, podcasting. Yeah, it's fine. And, and like I said, I, I think this is going to be a very interesting, you know, we got a long way to go, but it feels like the flips, like the, the old school, like I like that MJ Daniels, what happened there? You might not see very much of that anymore because now with NIL deals, people are going to feel like they're a little bit more locked in. You know, and there's going to be so much uncertainty of like, am I walking away from what I know here? And I, I just feel like, you know, and also with the schools now able to, you can take as many official visits as you want. Kids are going to be able to come more often. You know, so you're not going to be like, okay, we already used JJ Harrell's official visit and now he can't come back. He can come back whenever he wants. And you can, well, and I gotta, I gotta imagine 
that this is the most commitments that have happened mm-hmm. at this stage of the year I, in a I, long I, time. I agree with you. It's, when you look at the state of Mississippi right now, we have you know we'll just use twenty four seven has got thirty seven players ranked. All right, from the state of Mississippi, one, two, three, four, five. Only, only six are uncommitted. Yeah, everybody's committing in the summer now. And and you know, and of the top ten, or hell, of the top, how far down the top twenty one, only two are uncommitted: Camarion Franklin and Daniel Hill. You know, I mean, even as you go down to like. The number 36 player in the state is committed to Southern. The number 35 to Ole Miss. The number 34 to Memphis. 33 to Southern. 34, 32 to Memphis. 31 to Ole Miss. I mean, these kids are all committing. So It all- used to be a signing for those big time guys. It used to be a signing day deal. That's now it's kind of a it's kind of a surprise that they're not committed. I, th- I think a lot of kids have figured out that they want to get committed early for two reasons. One, if you have any kind of academic questions, being committed, those the coaches will put you in contact with the people and get you on a path to get your grades right. Right? If you are a person who has academic issues, you have to commit early. It doesn't matter if you if you sign with the school that you commit it to. You got to commit to somebody so they can get you sit down with someone and say, okay, this is what we got to do, so that you know and you have that plan. And then now with with you know with with unlimited official visits. I mean, I would. I, I just have to assume there, there's there's perks. There's perks to being committed. You know, you come back and and, and they're going to take care of you. So I, I just, I, yeah, I think I could be wrong. You know, and we could wake up on signing day and you know, Cameron Cameron Beavers flips to state that morning and JJ Harrell flips to Ole Miss and we're just like, ah, whatever happened happened. But I really do. So feel the, like what happened with MJ I think you're. I think you're confused on this. Okay. It's not unlimited official visits to the same place. It's not? No. I think it's the player gets unlimited official visits. The school is still limited on how many people they can bring in, and they can only bring in a player. I don't, this might have changed. In basketball, that you can take two official visits to the same school. I thought you could take as many official visits as you wanted to wherever you wanted to. No. The player can go to as many places as he wants to. Uh, but a school is limited on their official visits. The school cannot – the school has a – and and also the school has a certain amount of official visits. That I knew that. To, to all players. Okay. So it's – I haven't seen the new legislation on it, but I'm, it's there's no way it's unlimited for – you can't come every day of the week and right. take an official like that, just they can't do that. But basketball just implemented last year, I think it was, two official visits per player to the same school. Like um, Josh Hubbard took two official visits to, I think, Ole Miss in-state. Now, the women, I don't think that was the case. I don't think they could take two okay. official visits. So but here's, here's where I got, I got, I got, I got it up here. You're, you're correct. You can accept one official visit, but men can take two. Men's basketball can take two if the second is in a different academic year. Yes. So okay, and then they can take one their junior senior junior year and their senior year, right? Or I guess they could if they sign in the later period. If they don't t- sign in the early period, they could come to one in the fall and then come to one in the spring. Yeah, yeah, you so, could do that. You could do that. 
And then, okay, so I was I was mistaken. I I was under the impression, and my apologies, I must I just misread that when I when I first read about it. I was under the impression that the kids could just they want to take an official visit every weekend to whatever school they want to go to. I didn't know it was just they were limited. I thought they were like truly unlimited. So, well, the schools. I mean, you think about the cost for that. Oh, it would be it would be pro- somewhat prohibitive. The good news for state is they have so many in-state prospects that you're not paying for flights. You know, you're just like, hey, just, yeah. just get on over here. I mean, stalk you're still going to play. I could visit every day if you wanted to. You got to pay for hotels for a lot yeah. of those people. I mean, the yeah. stuff that you spend. I mean, oh. it, it, it's 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 but I mean, again, I'm not really going to get too worked up about its money when I know that they get sixty million dollars a year from the SEC network, and they're going to get another $20 million or so starting next year. I, I, they got money. That's not, it's not a huge issue. You know? Yeah, but no, nobody wants to do – wants to spend no, money on 300 official visits. No, I get it, but at the same time. Anyway. That wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be good for anybody. It's not good for it's, – it's not what's best for business is what you're telling me. It's really not. I got you. All right. My apologies for being wrong on that. Let's move on into the rest of the show. He just thought the first part of the show was contentious. We're about to talk baseball. We're about to get out of hand. We might fight. <laughs> no, I, I think me and you would be on the same page. Probably so. It's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. I know it's hot. This week, this week's supposed to cool down. We're going to be like 89, 90 degrees out there. That's practically, you know, fall temperatures at this point. So fire up the grill. Robbie's going to do it on the 4th of July. So am I. Get your family together and put some red meat out there. Nothing more American than a big, thick, juicy steak. So celebrate our forefathers the way they would have wanted you to with beef. Beef. It's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends, the Mississippi Beef Council. Robbie and I have beef right this second. There's got beef between us, evidently. Two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the cotton district. Speaking of beef, I hope you guys were able to take advantage of that weekend special that I tweeted about. On uh, on Friday, our good friend Mr. Terry Powell tweet- texted me on on Friday afternoon. I was like, "I'm sorry, we've already done a pod, but I'll be happy to tweet this out for you." That that flank steak, like panini with 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 cheese and onions and garlic mayonnaise. I was just like, "My God, look at this sandwich! It's a thing of beauty." Uh, we tried to get it on Friday night, and it was already sold out. Already sold out. I can believe it. I mean, yep. Everybody was like, "That looks fantastic." So I'm I'm glad they got the business. Uh, anytime you're at Two Brothers, always ask what the specials are. You never know what's going on there. Always good stuff right there in the heart of the Cotton District. And again, another Bulldog Initiative business. Two Brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products, great service. It's what every business likes to promise you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years. Long time. Long time to be in business, and you can't be in business that long if you aren't taking care of your customers. So call Advantage Business Systems today and put them to work for you. When you need service on anything they've sold you, you're talking to the people who made you the sale. No out-of-state technicians, no overseas call centers, no being on hold 45 minutes. Just Mississippians taking care of you. A lot of times it's going to be the exact same day. That number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. You know, everybody loves like the off-menu stuff. Because then you know something, right? You're like, oh, yeah, they got something that's not on the menu. So here's what I've got for you this week at Dolce. Only for our listeners, right? It's not on the menu. you got to have heard about it here. It's their new milkshake, the Coffee Toffee. It's got a shot of espresso in it to give it a little... 
you know, if, you, if you're feeling down in the afternoon and you have this thing, you're going to be fine. You're going to coast through those last couple hours of work. Three scoops of, this is very Italian here, Robbie, Fior de Latte. Okay. So, feels like Peyton Chatignier would like that, but he's French. <laughs> and toffee bits with whipped cream and a caramel drizzle. It's seven bucks. They're not open on Tuesday this week, obviously, for the 4th of July, but the rest of the week, starting on Wednesday, go by and grab a coffee toffee milkshake exclusively. To the Thunder and Lightning listeners, enjoy it. Dolce 509 University Drive. So, Robbie, it is uh, July 2nd. The College World Series has been over for a full few days now. Uh, college baseball season for Mississippi State ended uh, well over a month ago, and in reality, for two months ago. Uh, maybe even longer than that. Maybe even longer than that, you know. As far as I'm concerned, college baseball season ended the uh, Sunday of Super Bowl Dog weekend. There was nothing after that that I, I remember. Um, I think for me, it ended uh, the Ole Miss-Mississippi State Series in 2022. That might have been it. I remember nothing about college baseball since the national championship game in 2021. <laughs> That's the last thing I remember. I woke up, and here we are. And you know what? I don't think – Anybody's won a championship the last two years. No, I think that was it. No, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. So, my question is pretty simple, Robbie. I wish I had a, a, a bleep. I wish I had a uh, a button that I could just bleep out my, my curse word. I could say, where are the bleeping transfers? But where are the bleeping transfers? Where are they? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I, I really don't know. I mean... I feel certain that there's a guy or two that's committed from Mississippi State. I actually know of, of one for sure, and I just, I'm just i going to wait and let the kid have his moment or whatever. But I don't understand this process. I don't. And people have tried to make um, sense of what's going on. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to make sure that Teams don't get wind of them, so they don't offer more nil money. I don't. I don't really buy that. This is a program that's in need of positive juice, man. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I've I've been trying to to push that for a long time. I know, yeah. I, I don't think that you being open and honest about what's going on in your recruiting, if it's good stuff, holding that back, I don't think that's doing you any good. Yeah. You're trying to you're trying to for Crystal Monis, you're trying to save your job here. And you're trying to uh, have a season in, in 2023 or 2024, I guess, that is going to be worthy of keeping your job at two years after three years after winning a national championship. Um, you've got to get the NCAA tournament. You probably gotta be a two seed at the very least. You you think that they need to host. I would tell and, you that, yeah. Um, right now, you've got absolutely no juice. Mm-hmm. Justin Parker helped you out. That was a good, positive move. Um, Dakota Jordan, even though he was on your team already and it was kind of bad news that he entered the portal, the fact that he came out and said he's back and mm-hmm. that he's you know locked in with State, that was good news. You've got to get more of that. And, and for everybody that – that said during the pitching coach ordeal that, you know, just, you know, just be patient and then need to get the higher right. Turns out those people were correct on that and they did get the higher right. 
But he, but State was about to hire the Nichols State coach. Yeah, who we don't know how he would have done that. It was Justin Parker was a fallback guy, and Chris Lamontis will never admit that publicly. But we have intel that suggests the contrary to that: that Justin Parker was not going to be hired. Right, it was going to be the Nichols coach. That guy was. I've I've heard from enough people that are very close to the program right. that suggest that was going to happen. Yes. So, you know, that it was a process that was kind of, you know, going all different directions and wasn't, you know, heading down the right direction, in my opinion. I, I don't I don't know if that hire would have been a great one. Right. So, you know, the whole like, well, they, they need, you know, there's no reason for them to, to hurry up. I mean, it's July 2nd and they're, they have one commitment from the transfer right. portal. And this is a team that, can't be the same team that it was last year. Right. I mean, let, let's just, just be straight up about that. Mississippi State's got to get a third baseman. They probably have to get an outfielder. Um, you might need a middle infielder. You need a, a, a veteran catcher, more than likely, to for depth. Because mm-hmm. I think Ross Hopfield's going to be the guy, but you need a veteran catcher, the guy that can come in and provide some depth. And then you got all that going on in the pitching staff. They've got to get maybe a couple of legit starting pitchers. And right now they have zero. Oh. And you got to get a couple of bullpen pieces. I mean, I, I'm saying four pieces out of the portal minimum. Yeah. What's another thing I find interesting is when you look at message boards and things like that, the guy that a lot of people are pinning their hopes on as being a big-time transfer for State isn't even in the portal. And that's Braden Montgomery, the outfielder from uh, Stanford, who's a Mississippi kid. And there's all this smoke. Oh, the state's going to, he may end up at say, he's not even in the portal yet. And it's July 2nd. Yeah. I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's July and the guy has not entered the portal yet. And I, I get the point of view from people that he's at Team USA. I think maybe his pitching coach or his coach or whatever. I, I forget somebody there is, is uh, connected to Stanford. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people were saying, you know, it'd be kind of weird if he did that while he was there. Okay, I get that. I, I do agree that if he gets in the portal, he has a really good idea of his destination. Will that be Mississippi State if he does enter the portal? Remains to be seen. I, I don't know. I mean, does he is he wanting to sign up for a uh, a program that has not done anything the last two years for his last year of eligibility or – Maybe not last year of eligibility, but his last year of before he is drafted. Is does he want to sign up for that? I mean, let, let's just be let's be up let's be honest here. That's part of Mississippi State's problem, and they might they might have ten people committed right now at the portal. I doubt it, but they they could. I I don't know, but part of their problem right now is selling a roster that is in rebuild mode as far as the pitching staff is concerned, a program that has not been good for the last two years and is not there's no guarantee that they're going to be contending for the NCAA tournament, for an SEC championship. Part of the reason why LSU was able to get who they got last year is because they felt really good about that roster. You know, Tommy Tanks and Paul Skeens and Thatcher Hurd, they felt like they had a good shot of coming to LSU and competing for a championship. Mm-hmm. 
you got to sell that pretty hard if you're if you're Chris Simonis, that's that's tough. Yeah. And a lot of guys like a Braden Montgomery, this is your last year of eligibility. You've been, or I keep saying that your last year before you go into the draft, you've been on two teams that have uh, gone to Omaha. Do you, do you want to sign up for that? I mean, I, and I'm not trying to. I'm just being honest here. I'm just being. I'm, well, I mean, that's I'm a just, very fair question. I don't. I don't see yeah. anybody would have a problem with it. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be negative. I mean, I'm not trying to be negative about Mississippi State and try to push Braden yeah. Montgomery away. But if this that is 2021. Of, that's a fit. I mean, then yeah, it would be a no-brainer, right? Now, come home and play for the national champions in your home state. Sure, but that was two seasons ago. Yeah, and you've been to Omaha. I'm just. Before. I'm just saying what kids are thinking. The kids are and are probably being told too by advisors or whoever. They are probably being told that it's going to be tougher to go to Mississippi State and play for a national championship right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the stigma around Mississippi State right now. That's what that's what Chris Amonis is having to battle. And he could very well come out, prove us all wrong like he did with Justin Parker. He did an excellent job getting his pitching coach, by the way, and he deserves his credit there. And I know that they're working hard on trying to retool this roster, but it's obvious they are having issues. All these guys that we've talked about as possibilities for third base, for uh, you know pitchers, outfielders, all those guys are going elsewhere. All, we've we've talked about a lot of guys that are going to LSU, that are going to uh, Florida, that are going to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. State's missing on some guys. They're they're missing on guys, and uh, it's, it's very concerning. And I, I'm still on the boat of. I think this is going to be very difficult to turn around for Mississippi State. I I don't see it happening. You and me both, man. You and me both. I I just if if the thing about the private, you know, they have private commitments, which I am the least. I hate that term so much. And that it's an old jeans page, like back on the scout days. We have private commitments, and then they never. Well, it's not even like jeans page. It's the spirit. Yeah. You know that that was like that was always Yancey's thing, like yeah. all these private commitments. And if it comes true, and yeah, you can you can say this it was that guy. But I I just don't understand. You know, it's like what I was told by a couple of recruits one time when I was talking to them, and I asked them who else was recruiting them, and they said, yeah, the you know the coaching staff told me to keep that quiet. Like why? Why why are you not? celebrating the fact that you got a kid that had options at LSU and Arkansas. I don't get it. (laughs) To me, Me it makes no sense. Me and you both, man. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Robbie, I mean, school starts in like a month and a half. So you got to get these guys in. Well, I've talked to several commitments, uh, just catching up with a lot of guys. They're all coming in, I think. This week, really? Yeah. So, or a summer camp or something? Well, it, all, all the freshmen, you know, starting they, summer school. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if, if they didn't come in first semester, a lot of them are coming in second. And, and that makes sense semester. for the freshmen. But I would you 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 would think just to give them a little breathing room there. These are kids who are already taking college courses for the most part. They their academics are probably in order to the point where they can just come in in the fall. But I mean, those that day is coming. It's you know. Less than sixty days away, so I mean that's that 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 is it's that is at the same time a lot of time and not a lot of time. Yeah, because you got a lot to do. So I I don't know what they're doing, but they got to pick up the pace, man. 
Like yeah. I like I I I haven't said a whole lot about this over the last month, but you're now in July mm-hmm. and you have one the only dude on board right now is a division two pitcher that is everybody's already really skeptical about. Mm-hmm. It's not a good sign to me. I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent. All right. Uh tomorrow's show, I gotta go back and I'll go back and listen and figure out who we're doing the SEC preview on. Uh, and we'll talk a little more football tomorrow's show as well. Uh, as you might can guess, no rumblings this week because on Tuesday, Robbie and I will celebrate the 4th. We'll take the day off, and we'll come back to you on Thursday uh, and go from there. It's no Sports Talk Mississippi as well on uh, Tuesday. Guys, have a great Monday, and uh, we'll be back with you on uh, – we'll have a show for you on the 4th uh, to listen to while you're firing up the grill. Until then, for Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.